Bam, 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 bam. Welcome to Slurp and Chirp. Slurp and Chirp. Slurp and Chirp. We're your hosts. I'm Eric. I'm David. And let's have some fun. <laughs> That's a weird way to start it, but you know I what? Thought I'm, you were going to... I'm energized. Right. That's great. We're doing that. Let's have some fun. Yeah, let's I see. Do it. All right. So today on our fun-filled adventure, we are drinking. What are you drinking, David? I am drinking Mythos, which is a Greek pale ale. That's 5% alcohol, and it's a contemporary Greek lager with a rich foam, shiny blonde color, and a pleasant, refreshing taste. It is pretty good, kind of a lot like Heineken, and, and it has a cool little know. top that you, uh, it's got like a little black thing you pull up, and then you rip it all out. I don't know. It's hard to describe, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> we'll try to paint us a little word picture here, man. All right. Well, it's got a little black thing, kind of like a soda. You pull it out. And then as you pull it, the top is like a little like little metal thing that kind of lifts up with it. And then it just yanks off as you finish pulling. And it's very, it makes you feel very accomplished. <laughs> so it's a puzzle. So if you can't even open the beer, you can't drink it. That's how, this, you know, people this is are how the Greek, yeah. <laughs> avoid, uh, <laughs> avoid alcohol. That, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If you can't open the beer, you shouldn't be drinking. That, that just goes without saying. Let me give you my rating on this. Yeah. What, what do you think of your Greek beverage, though? Is it something the gods would approve of or... I would say so. First, they say it's premium quality at least three or four times. So that's a good sign that this beer is not for the average drinker. I don't think of any beer that would say it's not premium quality, though. <laughs> I don't think they're just bragging about how unpremium they are. I feel like that's kind of what Budweiser, they're not going out and saying it, but I mean. <laughs> they're like, if you're drinking us, yeah. I mean, you've, you've had a bad day today yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keystone. It will get better. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so I'd give this a 7.1. 7.1. I like my beers very light, and this is this is the perfect perfect amount of me. 7.1. You said it was comparable to a uh, Heineken. Heineken. Yeah. Heineken. Mm. And I like Heineken. So. Uh, you and I have very different taste in <laughs> I can tell by your oh Heineken. Oh. Uh, my my poo pooing your Heineken is yeah. like oh uh, I didn't There's know judgment. you. <laughs> to me, Heineken tastes like you ever like, you ever like like you nick your finger and you're like you got blood on your finger and you ever like suck on your finger to stop the blood and you taste that nickely taste. That's what Heineken tastes like. It tastes like bloody water or something like that. As as a Jewish person, that nickly taste is very appealing to me. I'm like, ooh, money. <laughs> that's, that's how it tastes you know. like a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it tastes like savings. Um, you take that. You take that to Nickel City. You can play games forever. <laughs> All right, Eric, what are you drinking? So today I am drinking whiskey. Actually, it's a, what is it, Kentucky bourbon whiskey by Maker's Mark. Um, nothing too wow, fancy. I haven't heard of that. Me. I know, right? We're a real top shelf whiskey here. Um, I, didn't, I didn't have time to go to get a beer today, so uh, I just had the old whiskey on the shelf here. And uh, I'm drinking it on the rocks which you're technically wow. not supposed to do. They say they, I mean, in, in the process, it's already kind of diluted. So if you want to get the full taste of the whiskey, you should probably drink it neat. But it's pretty hot today. And so I'm drinking it on the rocks. And don't judge me. Or you can at me at that slurping trip if you want to start a fight or something. <laughs> but uh, oh, I'm, defending my, I'm, I'm defending my on the rocks. Because, you know, if it's a hot day, you know, sometimes you want a cold beverage. Uh, but anyway, about Maker's Mark, I don't know if you know, you can find it in your local Safeway or local <laughs> local grocery store. What happens uh, if one of our viewers go to their grocery store and it's not there? What if it's sold out? We're going to make us look like fools, Eric. That's a big statement. 
All right. Well, you can find it pretty much almost anywhere. Keyword is almost. Good say. Good say. The That's lawyers right. will appreciate that. Right. Um, but it's just your basic general whiskey. It's made of soft red winter wheat instead of the usual rye, David. It's wow. For, for a one-of-a-kind full-flavored bourbon that's easy to drink. Um, one-of-a-kind bourbon that's everywhere. <laughs> that's available almost everywhere. Almost everywhere. So if you like whiskey that you don't want to spend too much money, it's it's not bad. Um, overall, it's premium quality, though. <laughs> you know what? I not one one area in their like about me page that I see the word premium. So interesting. Sometimes you mean if it's not premium, you shouldn't say it's premium. But anyway, Maker's Mark, it will get better. For the end of a hard day, I give it well, Maker's Mark on the rocks. No chasers. What do I give it? It is a five because it is basically average. Average. <laughs> All right. I think I give last week's a five too. I'm just getting these subpar beverages week after week. Eric Vidal is a tough, tough sell. I'm, I'm, I'm hard to please when it comes to drinking. Very easy to please when it these when it comes to my uh, movie choices. I'm glad you went with movies there. I was, uh, <laughs> I was getting worried at the start of that sentence. <laughs> As you should be, David. <laughs> All right, uh, let's uh, let's do a nice little pivot here and go into the movie itself. Eric, can you tell me about Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad Two? Yes, David. The movie we watched this week was The Suicide Squad, and not to be confused with Suicide Squad, which was the 2016 movie directed by David Ayer. We are watching the 2021 movie that just came out by James Gunn. Um, basically, it's kind of like a 1.5. I wouldn't call it a direct sequel. Some of the characters of the first one are in it, not all of them. Basically, Quick question, Eric. Yeah. What do you think the IMDb rating for this movie is? Are we doing this before we even rate it? I want you to do it before. Take a shot before we talk about it. I would say it rated kind of high. Say somewhere like in the 87. So 8.7? So yeah, just 8.7. Yeah. I'll tell you how you did it later. This is, this is going to be the carrot that we're going to keep him in with. People, <laughs> all right. people are going to hold off to the end. All right. All right. All right. So basically this version or the Suicide Squad follows Task Force X into this new mission where they are off to Cordo Maltese to destroy all evidence of a project known as Project Starfish. And then hilarity and death happens, <laughs> basically. And that's the synopsis for the movie. Nice. Um, yeah, you get to introduce with all these characters. There is a plethora of actors and actresses in this movie, um, all donning hilarious super identities. Some not so hilarious. Um, looking at you, Pete Davidson, you suck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Boo, his Pete Davidson. This is an anti-Pete Davidson podcast. Just, that just throwing that out there. On record. <laughs> on record. Stop laughing in every skit you're ever in. You're not funny. <laughs> anyway, Pete Davidson aside, that is a brief synopsis of this movie. I feel like all you really had to say was Pete Davidson sucks, and that summarized <laughs> the movie pretty well. <laughs> if you hate Pete Davidson, you might want to watch this movie. I mean, yeah, because... He does. He has a bad day. All right. To start it off... As all movies have good guys and bad guys, so are there many winners and losers in each movie. And today we'll be talking about the winners and losers of The Suicide Squad. So, David, who do you got as your first winner of this piece? All right. I'll start off with my boy Milton because, yeah, he has a bad ending. But how many times does a driver who's got no superpowers, they stole his gun, just a normal guy, goes out with all the superheroes, and he made it pretty far in. Not to mention... <laughs> They gave him his moment. My boy, uh, Polka Dot guy, he shouted out my boy Milton. And yeah, he, he failed because, you know, a normal guy trying to raid 
a castle isn't going to go so well. But <laughs> <laughs> like the fact they took away his gun and he still made it this far with legitimate superheroes is pretty impressive. Nicely done, Milton. Way to step up from the bus to the big leagues. It made some sense as to why he followed them. Really? Yeah. I would just drove away. <laughs> would you? Would you? <laughs> like, hey, hey, you drove well, the bus. I, well, I mean, he would have to return past, like, all the goons. But the goons didn't come yet. I feel like he could have done, like, a soccer mom and been like, all right, kids, have fun. And then so, just, peace out. But no, they're like, because they had to pass, like, the gate. So he would have to, like, ram the gate, and then they probably would just fire it upon him. And he has no superpower, so he would have just died outside. Uh, <laughs> at least stick... uh, if there's, if, yeah, if there's, if there's a gate, then, yeah, probably he yeah. probably had to join. <laughs> at he... least by sticking with the superpowered individuals, he could count on them to kind of keep him safe. That's true. Really? He should charge more. I bet you he charged, like, 10 pesos for this. When they were hiring a bus driver, I feel like he should have, he should have negotiated his fee a little bit more. Well, well, he was part of the rebellion, so he also wanted them to win, or the the Suicide Squad to complete their mission because it was, was good it for the. Rebellion? Yeah, all, all, all the rebellion people died. No, no, no. When well, I mean, no, yeah, she said you're gonna meet this driver, and that's why he was like fumbling for papers when he got pulled over. Originally, when you first get introduced to the character of Milton, he's fumbling for papers because he's waiting for these people. Yeah. They kill everybody around him. So, yeah, he was in on it the whole time. So it wasn't like they just hired some, like, random bus driver out of the blue. You there, sir? (laughs) Take back my key comments. Because what bus driver would ignore all of his stops and just go straight to the strip club? (laughs) I mean, a bus driver who wanted to see some tits. (laughs) This man had places to be, David. He had places to go. Um, But, yeah. But, yeah, Milton, yeah, definite definite winner of of this movie. That's for sure. <laughs> R.I.P. Milton. R.I.P. Next winner is I would say the this movie introduces a bunch of new members to the Suicide Squad, and amongst them is a character named Weasel, and mm-hmm. uh, it's basically like a CGI Weasel played by uh, James Gunn's brother uh, Sean Gunn. Gunn. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but and <laughs> the Weasel pretty much dies within like the first like five minutes of the movie but didn't really die he faked his death i would say he's a smart little weasel and uh he lives throughout the entirety of the movie whereas everybody else dies i like to also kind of a side of that is i'd also like to say james gunn is one of the big winners because he made a weasel character that was super creepy and made his brother play it (laughs) his brothers used to play i guess like rodents right because he plays uh was it rocket raccoon in the marvel movies does he yeah, he's like the he's like the stand-in. So whenever they're talking to like whoever the the CGI suit or the little mocap suit, it's uh it's Sean Gunn just chilling and like squatting and talking to them. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, but uh, but along with Weasel, there was like a bunch of other like characters just we meet in this opening sequence, and I just mm-hmm. thought these characters are the the winners of the movie. Like you meet Javelin, which unfortunately he never gets to throw his how's javelin. He, how, yeah, how's he a winner? Well, I'll just he's say that the character, the, the new character introduction, I'd say was like the winning part of it. I would say I wouldn't say the characters themselves, besides yeah. Weasel, besides <laughs> they Weasel, all died. they pretty much all died. Um, but besides Weasel. Uh, I like the the introduction of these new characters. Like, what was the other guy? Nathan Fillion's character, TDK, the, the detachable yeah. kid, with yeah. the most ridiculous power. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really something that I enjoyed. But yeah, so winners are introduction to new characters, but the overall winners of these characters would be Weasel. All right, I see. I like to go with a new character also. She got a little bit more screen time. I think her name was Ratcatcher. And... I thought she was a winner because she basically had 
no power. All she did is have a piece of technology that summons rats, which seems like the stupidest thing in the world. But she was in like an impoverished nation. So the one place where rats are, you know, like very plentiful and still she had no reason to be like in, in doing anything because all her stuff could have been remotely done. But she turns on her little rodent uh, thing, which is basically just summoning cheese and a million rats come out of nowhere and she saves the day. She's really the big hero of everything. So yeah, pretty uh, much. the fact that her power sucks ass, she really made the most of it. So <laughs> and it, I think it she was the big one. <laughs> It doesn't help with the spread of, like, diseases and viruses either, you know? Yeah, we're in a COVID all those, time. All, all those rats probably have ticks on them. Who knows what Lyme disease that country has now? It's a Lyme <laughs> disease outbreak. They could have spread space AIDS. Who knows <laughs> what that space starfish was doing, putting its stuff true. all over everybody. But then again, if you if that starfish would have had space AIDS, then I'm pretty sure the thinker would have got it, because I'm pretty sure it alluded to him. It banged right? one of the starfish. Yeah, it banged one, right? He had his way with them, and so... Uh, Star No is what I say to that because because <laughs> his name is Starro and it's it's a it's a little play on words, David. Wow, <laughs> our writers have really been stepping up with that one. Yep, we try here, David. We try. All right, All right. do you got any more winners? Do I got any more winners? I would just say James Gunn himself because he made a sequel that I feel was better than the original. Wow, um, it was wackier, more gruesome. Um, with the introduction of all these characters, the when they died, like you were kind of sad to see them go because you were just like bummed because you're like, oh, that character was funny or that could have been a, an interesting character. Whereas like in the last movie, you're like, who the hell are these people? And like when they die, you're just like, oh, that sucks for them. But yeah, I don't, I don't really, yeah. you're not invested in it. And so like, I think the way he took this movie was beneficial to the franchise. So props to James Gunn or James, <laughs> James Gunn. <laughs> so props to James Gunn on creating a better sequel. Yeah, and also Shames Gun, whoever you are, props to you. <laughs> Never heard of a Shames, but uh, you know, keep right. living that best life. I had uh, two more winners. All right. I had uh, Harley Quinn because she had she had a little romance. She survived, made it to uh, made it through both both Suicide Squads with a pretty high mortality rate. So, killing it there. And she was given a difficult spear dilemma at the very start, and she figured it out sort of. So, <laughs> I would say Harley Quinn. I thought that was going to be like a dirty joke the whole time when he's like, take my spear. <laughs> I kept waiting for a dirty joke, but then he just died. Yeah. I was really hoping like the spear, somebody would have like picked it up instead of Harley Quinn and then like would have done like something stupid with it. And like, that's what it was. The grand plan of the spear would have been just like hold a door open or something, you know? <laughs> but I was uh, thinking it, that like she would not. accidentally kill someone. Uh, like at the very end, she would just uh, like, okay. and be like, this beer's stupid. And then she'd like throw it and it just happened to like bounce off and, you know, get like launched <laughs> at the bad guy. Yeah, I would have enjoyed that too. Oh. But uh, I will agree with you. Harley Quinn's character, they uh, they definitely upped her from the last movie. So uh, it did have a small romantic piece, but it wasn't as just convoluted as like the last one with the Joker, all that Joker nonsense. I feel like her character went in the proper direction where she should have gone in like. The just first killed movie. him and walked away. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying, like overall story arc was was better than like the first movie. Yeah, I agree. And this one, uh, she has she's had closure from the first movie, and now she's she's not the main focus of the movie, which I appreciated. Yeah, this has been pretty positive. Let's let's cast some negativity on this. Who are the losers of this All movie? Right. Uh, do you want to go first or second? I can go first. All I right. would I would say the losers of this movie. I would start off with Taika Waititi. He was in this movie. He had a brief cameo. He was a rat catcher one, aka the father of this new rat catcher. And uh, he uh, let his demons get to him and uh, died due to an overdose. And I just feel like, you know, 
That was sad. I was hoping Taika Waititi would have played more of a part. I kind of knew going into this movie that he had like a cameo somewhere. But I thought it was going to be like a silly cameo. But it was more of like a... It was dark. Know, it was not... No, yeah, it was kind of dark. But I was going to say it's more like motivational and inspirational for Ratcatcher's character. But, you think uh, she was inspired by her father overdosing on heroin? Yeah, that's why she's saying she's, she says no to drugs. That's why. <laughs> yeah, but she also she also became a criminal forced to do so a therefore, suicide mission. She's inspired to uh, use her, the technology that was given it. That, yeah, you know, he didn't care about anything. He was always doing crimes himself, I'm assuming. If it's the same rat catcher from like the Batman comics. And yeah, you know, right. problem solved. But yeah, right. I feel like I feel like Psycho YTD, uh, it's a missed opportunity. I like that guy and he could have done something else with it. That's fair. All right, I'll go with my first loser, uh, the shark dude, because first, he was basically ignored the entire movie because he was half shark, half man, and apparently that's not cool in society these days. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of shark racism, so I thought that wasn't cool. And then I thought he was very underutilized, considering that he could literally take like automatic weapons from an entire firing squad and be fine. I feel like they could have used him a bit more in basically every situation. Yeah, I thought he was for sure going to die multiple times throughout this movie. <laughs> Just because the way they played it off. But it was like he fell off of like a like a six-story building. Then they shot him with a crap ton of weapons. Then he got like gored by those weird little fish alien creatures. Yeah, that was the other thing. He thought he found friends and then... <laughs> yeah, so I thought they were going to kill him off. I was like, oh man, he's, he's about to have a bad day. Because when those little alien creatures attacked him, there was a crap ton of blood in that water. Yep. And I was like, oh damn. Also, like all the team, they were all mean to him except for Rat Girl. That's and true. just he had a bad day. Yeah. Not good teamwork. Not good teamwork. But um, I was going right. to say, there are different renditions of him throughout like the DC universe, I guess, like movie universe, extended universe, whatever TV show. Just because, I mean, this universe, he plays like a like a like a dumb shark guy. Like in the Flash TV show, he's like a buff, angry shark dude. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's also like the Harley Quinn show where he's like a little he's like a smart it guy and so it's it's pretty funny just the different ways they keep playing this character and i, I think i kind of like them all you know you can do whatever you want with king shark it he seems like an okay character to keep around good to know you know some fun dc lore for you yeah. yeah dc lore for you guys another loser of the piece here is i put the old suicide squad because there are characters from the old suicide squad in this movie there is Harley Quinn, there is Boomerang, and there is Rick Flag, And two out of those three die in this movie. So, <laughs> you know, and there weren't anybody else from that first movie into this movie. So I feel like, you know, the old Suicide Squad, that's sweep it under the rug. That's, I feel like that's what this movie kind of did. And it's that's like, definitely and, a power move. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like David Ayer's story, like at least it, they, they made a movie out there. So it, it kind of created this universe that James Gunn built into. But uh, a lot of those pieces you kind of really didn't need. And in this movie, it showed, yeah, he's just killing those people off. He's moving on in another direction. If they want to make another movie, they can with the way James Gunn went with it. But so the old Suicide Squad is what I'm, I'm saying is pretty much the loser of this piece because you can live without it. But I guess thank you, David Ayer, for making it, I suppose, even though it wasn't that great of a movie. Did you ever see uh, Silicon Valley? The show? Yeah, yes. the show. <laughs> like, when the, they were going the with all the... <laughs> remember when they were going to all those VCs? And they're just being dicks to him. And then eventually yeah, he decides to drop his uh, general area on one of the tables. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's what uh, James Gunn kind of did. With, he took it over and he's like, hey, remember those people from the last episode? Forget them. They're all dead. <laughs> this is my show now. <laughs> this is the James Gunn experience, boys. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> uh, me and James Gunn, we're going to have a great time. <laughs> But uh, I mean, it was, it was he was nice about it though. I mean, like they still thanked him at the end of the movie. It's like the you know there's like a 
thank you to all these people at the end of the movie and they thank David Ayer for. Uh, I never got that far. When it first started, <laughs> I was there. All right, all right. But, you know, so it was a nice relationship, I suppose. Okay. All right, so all who's right. your next loser? Uh, next loser was Polka Dot Guy because he might have got space AIDS and he looked like a weirdo, but he had far and away, like, the best power. He was single-handedly destroying the evil villain really without any problem and he was about to become like you know that dude put himself on the map and then suddenly he died and nothing happened and they all hated on him because his powers looked like uh you know polka dots but i thought his power looked pretty cool and it was super powerful and you know it's a little awkward that he has to shoot out his space aids twice a day but still pretty badass and i felt like he got a bad rep that's true he did get a bad rep uh, also, Polka Dot mm-hmm. Guy was the only one to stand up for our boy Milton, while the rest of these people pretend like they didn't even know his name. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's teamwork. That's that's the kind of person you want on a squad. <laughs> a man Not with like space some of my nephews. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say that the, the actor who played him did a decent job. What's his name? David mm-hmm. Dalsh Mulchin. Yeah, but I feel like he did a great job of portraying this character of, like, person that definitely had some mother issues. <laughs> But uh, yeah, this 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 guy. He says it was named David. Is that what his yeah. name? Yeah, he he's all over the map in the in the multiverse of of different uh, like fandoms. Like he's in this movie. He's in Ant Man. He was in got in the was it the Dark Knight? Dark Knight. Yeah, he was one of yeah. Joker's thugs. Yup, yup. He's all over the place, man. It's crazy. Go with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's the next loser on your list, Eric? Next loser on my list is. Starro is what I had. Starro, the space starfish. Mostly because his tactic for once he got out of his, what's it called, confinement, right? Or what is yeah. prison? Yeah. Once he got out of that, he chose to enslave everybody, but all he really wanted to do was float around in space. So why didn't he just, instead of seeking revenge, he followed the dark path, David. And what he should have well, just done <laughs> is just go back to space. Do we, I don't know if he could fly. We, we honestly don't know because he when he was... Walking. When yeah, which is fun fact, not a way a starfish walks. Starfish just have those little tendrils and they lie on their back and they got those things that push them along. So he would have been like facing the sky and like moving along that way instead of just cartwheeling his way or whatever. Whoa, he was. whoa, Eric, save that for the plot hole. <laughs> but anyway, well, I guess we never know if he could have flown because he was just floating around in space. We know he can live in the vacuum of space, but he was captured at a at a smaller size. But yeah. then when he stayed over the course of 30 years, he got to the size of like a, a seven foot building or whatever. It was basically a kaiju, as that one guy said. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so his overall plan to seek revenge, although it made sense for being an angry starfish, it didn't make sense as to why he just didn't want to go back and do what he really wanted to do. And so I feel like he was a bit of a loser of the piece, even though it was uh, it was a fun character to see. <laughs> You don't, you don't, you don't see giant starfish every day, David. So. <laughs> you don't see giant starfish every day. So I appreciate some, that. It gives it some uh, of that, like that wackiness that James Gunn does, you know, that he did in like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know. So I, I appreciated that. I do not appreciate that. <laughs> what kind of idiot would pick a giant starfish as the villain? Who looks a starfish and say, "Wow, what a horrifying monster this would be if he was giant"? Like, was he playing a uh, Pokemon and be like, "Star you, what an unbeatable foe"? Well, I mean, when Star you comes out, it's always like. So, I mean, that's aggressive already right there. So. <laughs> All right, we're going to skip to the next one. I'm going to say superheroes as a whole were the losers because there's a couple scenes that just made them look ridiculous for wearing spandex or, like, their stupid hats. 
like when they're in like normal clothes and the guy's like, oh no, I got to put on my chrome, my chrome hat. Or the other dude's like, oh, I got to wear my black hat, but he's wearing like a, just like a tank top. I thought it looked like incredibly dumb. And then you have to remember that these people like go out of their way to wear spandex <laughs> for no reason. And I think it's just stupid. And you're a grown man. You're like blood sports, like 40 years old. Come on. So you're saying you wouldn't be a superhero if there was a costume involved. You'd just be like in some sweatpants and, so <laughs> and just gym like shorts for uh, maximum comfort. Right. Speed. Yeah. I don't, you don't need to wear a stupid chrome hat for like what person is going to be like, oh, no. Well, he Stop, said it was, I gotta... a, it was a beacon of justice. <laughs> or something. Of justice yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> it looks well, like I mean, a toilet seat. I mean, I guess some heroes use it for, like, to inspire good, or some people use it, like he said, like, as a beacon of justice, or some use it to, like, scare their enemies. But I, I'll give you that. Some superhero costumes are just like, what are you thinking, man? <laughs> I mean, it's I guess it's, it's not as bad when they have the whole outfit and stuff on, but when you're just putting on the hat... It's just it just makes you seem like they're like this is a man who loves pageantry. That's so really like, all I got so, from it. So here it's like go big or go home. Don't don't have ass it. You're either gonna yeah. be like in a super cool spacesuit or 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 nothing. That's it. You're a grown man wearing cape. You can't stop and do a half measure. Uh, and then kind of just building on that, Bloodsport was just kind of stupid. Like he's supposed to be like this super leader with all these super skills, but really he didn't have any skills. He just had ga gadgets that were like way, way, way more advanced than everybody else. Yeah, which made you wonder where did he get said gadgets? Yeah, you know, because because he was in prison. I mean, somebody gave him back his gadgets, which means they could have, you know, copied his gadgets and given them to the the rest of the team. Like Peacemaker could have used those gadgets instead of just being old school with like a a super magnum and like a flamethrower or whatever he had. <laughs> yeah, like they're in the middle of their little competition and Bloodsport's using the shit from like 30-30 and Peacemaker <laughs> is using like a fucking blowtorch. So like how is this even a competition? Darts, right? Yeah. <laughs> like one is clearly way more impressive than the other and Bloodsport, he kept acting like I'm the super cool badass, but take away your weaponry. Show me one thing you've done. Or what, what he tells him, nobody likes to show off and then Peacemaker's like, is, unless it looks really cool or whatever. Yeah. And it did look pretty <laughs> cool. He, he yeah. And then it. he's like, God damn it. Yeah, he's right. Um, okay. And then I had two more losers. Do you have any other ones? Do I have another? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I think I think that's it for me. All right. I got two. They're kind of the same one. Uh, first, it's just extras in general. These people signed up with a dictator. They thought they got a cushy job because I'm guessing being the only person with a gun in an impoverished town is probably like pretty sweet. You can do basically whatever you want. But <laughs> Not in this case. You just get mass murdered by like five guys with the zany little lines as they blow your head off. Not... <laughs> Sometimes not even a zany line is given. <laughs> just, just a sad day to be extra. And then uh, my final point was evil drivers in particular. It seems really unnecessary for them to always kill the evil driver. And every time they kill him, they always have their foot stuck on the gas, which goes yeah. into a crazy car chase. So like, why not just point your gun, point the gun at his head and just say, hey, stop the car. But no, you always just shoot him without thinking about it, right. not realizing that, hey, the guy driving is going to be dead and he's not going to be able to drive. You had the other guy on the, in the other seat, right? So Yeah. So if anything, you should have shot that guy first and then just like poke the gun out and be like, hey, don't move. You know, that would have made more sense as opposed to shooting the driver, <laughs> as yeah. you said. Yeah. And how, and how does his arm not get cut off in the 
yeah, and the having, ensuing crash. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Or like the next nine flips, and then he's just like, oh, 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 well, you see what happened is, as the car was flipping, I just pulled my hand out. It's super easy. I guess, I guess it is just super fast reflexes, I guess you can say. I mean, they're almost superhuman, so, I mean, it's a superhero movie. Don't think too much about it, but you know what? We want answers, David. We want answers. The people want to know. All right, so that's winners and losers. Now let's go into some plot holes, Eric. Some plot holes. Wait, I thought, of, I, thought, oh, I, thought of, I thought of another loser. Okay, one last loser. One last loser I got is birds. Why does why does James Gunn hate birds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they all got birds. <laughs> you know, not only that, the first bird you meet in this movie is a tiny little bird just chilling in the cage with uh, Savant as he's playing with a little like handball racquetball oh, yeah. thing, and he just beats the crap it. out of it. Yeah, <laughs> but that bird gets its justice. Or I know, I guess his brother gets revenge or something. Anyway, but uh, yeah, and then later on, there's a scene where there's this cage of birds, and then the evil dictator guy light, lights it all up on fire, burning all these for birds no for no reason. So birds, if you're a bird yeah. in this movie, you had a bad day. I'm sorry. Not great. Oh, also the loser. Uh, what's her face? Amanda, whatever the main, the main Amanda evil Water. lady. Yeah, she had a bad day too. Well, she was alive at the end. I mean, yeah, she just she just got a, her head knocked out by a golf club really fast. I, I mean, mean, yeah, but by her, you know, you, sometimes emotional distress of seeing your your subordinates beat you on the back of the head hurts more than you know so the physical the pain. The betrayal hurts more than a club to the head. Is that what you're trying to say? Sometimes, sometimes Eric, the strongest, <laughs> the most powerful blow is with our emotions. We should we should test this theory, David. <laughs> 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 can let our slurp and chirp members know if you want to see us test this theory just add us at slurp and chirp and uh we'll see where we can go with this we need to we're really pushing this twitter thing <laughs> so we're gonna get it going all right um so right, plot holes plot holes of the movie david what did not make any sense all right so if you are planning on destroying evidence in a poor country i would just fly a couple planes over bomb it and just blow it to kingdom come because there's not really any evidence and no one's going to know what happened plus there'll be a super alien on the loose that will kind of distract the news so i feel like that's clearly a better plan than sending in people who can easily get shot and get traced back to you considering that they're all superheroes and everyone knows exactly who every one of those people are well they're all like super villainy people and so i think how it would have worked is they would have been like, oh, they escaped prison and they were doing it like on a rogue mission by themselves. That's, what, mean, that's what it happened. That's why they're like the Suicide Squad because they're expendable. If they get caught, their heads get blown up and, you know, nobody knows why they escaped prison to do what they did. Also, they didn't know that the giant starfish was in the, I guess, still in there because they just knew that uh, they were doing experiments or whatever that was on the, the Project Starfish. But I don't think Amanda Waller knew that the giant starfish was, first of all, that big. Since when they caught it, it was like a tiny little starfish. That's true. But uh, I find the idea that like these people are like, hey, we just broke out of prison. And now we're going to go raid a raid at your top secret base in some weird well, country. That, yeah, that's but, the thing. Well, I mean, a lot of these guys are like mercenaries. So maybe somebody hired them. Maybe another country. That's how they could just spin it, man. Everything's uh, spinnable. I mean. <laughs> All, right. All right, we'll go with that. All right. Well, you got to fill your plot holes, man. I mean, that was I don't think that was a good plot hole. I feel that they, yeah, that one made sense to me. I think that was a pretty good plot hole. I thought that was the pretty clear issue is a plane would have been 10 times easier and boop. Because a done. plane, I feel like it would be easier to like to track where the plane come from. It like, it, it, you know, it flew from somewhere, you know. Do you think these people have high tech stealth equipment? I mean, I mean you, some... just, you just fly above them, drop your what? bombs and then you go back. No, people aren't going to be tracking your plane. You but just got to go through. 
if it creates some sort of international incident, I'm sure they can like. Oh, you, you think the international incident by uh, these people blowing up half the city is uh, less inconspicuous than just a plane coming bombing one building? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. All right. Uh, let me say my my plot hole, my superior plot hole. Let's hear it. Say. Uh, the death of the rebel camp. So when the Suicide Squad B, we'll call them Suicide Squad B, <laughs> when they uh, they are uh, rescuing a Rick Flag, yeah. uh, they go into this encampment and they pretty much kill everybody in a kind of like. Spoiler. <laughs> I mean, if you, if they didn't know now, there's spoilers in this podcast, David. Um, this is the first one, Eric. We're not supposed to let them know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they, they pretty much killed everybody in this camp, and they were mistakenly in the uh, the rebel camp, and they must have killed like at least like I don't know, I'd say like 40, 50 people. Yeah. And, and so that's your uh, that's your your big so the, so, plot hole. Is yeah, well, because the plot hole. No, the plot hole is that so so they kill all these people, and then like the lady even says, "Where are all my men?" or whatever, and then they're like, "Oh, we don't even know." But anyway, later on in the movie. They tell her, hey, if we're going to go blow up this starfish area, if you're going to go take over the country, now's your chance. But, like, where did she get more men? That's that's my well, question. All right. First, her rebellion is not going to be one camp. These people have at least three camps. She made and... it sound like it was all of her men. She's like, what do you do with all well, my men? That, she that, said the words... People... All her men in her her camp, but there's other other leaders. It's, you know, they're not gonna put <laughs> they're not gonna put everyone there. And you know what? There seemed like a lot of women there. And this is a feminist movie, so maybe maybe she's just That's like, true. where are all my men? <laughs> she she said all of her men, you know. And so I assumed that meant all of her men. She didn't get reinforcements or anything. So I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. I'm gonna say, hey, how, you, how are you gonna fill this plot? How are you gonna fill this plot hole, David? It's impossible. Impossible. <laughs> not enough men in the world to fill this plot hole. <laughs> Just to be clear, uh, once again, planting a bomb, way too hard, easy to track. But having <laughs> having a camp, having no more people in an entire country that are not happy with the dictators. <laughs> having a camp, a camp B? Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, my other thought is, how did they capture all these people alive? Considering like any person in the Suicide Squad could kill like 50 people without problem. It seems pretty ridiculous to think they all got captured, except for the rag girl, because you know her, she doesn't actually have a power. But well, I mean, like anyone else, like how are you gonna capture Polka Dot Man? The man could just freaking turn everything into ash, or uh, you know, blood sport or blood whatever. Blood clot had uh, you know, stuff from like a hundred years in the future. I feel like he should be able to avoid capture pretty easily, or at least if you're gonna get him, you'd have to like kill them. Plot hole. Let me let me let me fix this plot hole for All you. Right, fix this, sir. Fix this. Um, this still is part of the DC extended universe. So you know who else lives in this universe? Superheroes, David. That's that's bam. How do you I, capture I, these people? Freaking Superman. She even said, "Oh, Bloodsport, you put Superman in the ICU." But you know you can't freaking kill Superman. So so <laughs> he's just gonna come back and be like, oh, "I'm pissed." Wow, that was excellent. Uh, plot filling in, Eric. Yeah, superheroes, man. So easy. That makes more <laughs> makes way more sense than a second camp. A Impossible. Camp. Two camps. <laughs> Two camps. If it's economy, <laughs> where do they get the budget for this? They had to spread out because of COVID. Eric. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, what's your next plot hole? Um, I thought the movie, for the most part, didn't have many plot holes. But uh, since I've already solved two of your plot holes, and you've yet to solve <laughs> my my awesome rebel camp plot. <laughs> All right. That's I'll keep going then. 
right. Uh, I think I already talked about this, but Shark Dude is basically like you had the two super strong dudes: the Shark Dude who could basically survive anything, and the guy who could disintegrate an interdimensional creature in like ten seconds. You got to use them. Like, what's the point of having these super people if you're not going to use them? Why would you have Peacemaker and Bloodsport be your two go-to guys when they don't? They ain't got shit. You got to go with your guns. And the guns is Shark Dude and Space Aids guy. I just very disappointed by the strategy used. Okay, okay. Well, I got this. Let me let me clear this one up for you, David. Don't <laughs> worry. Watch me be right. three for three yet again, David. So, why weren't these dudes put up in the front line at the beginning? Well, because you know they weren't there mentally. Like the polka dot man, he had like serious mother issues, and he was like more withdrawn, and he was just trying to like I guess I guess survive. He seemed kind of skittish the entire time. So. And then the shark dude, I mean, he was just worried about eating. And that's why Amanda Waller put Bloodsport in charge, because she felt he would be a natural leader and to get these people to work. And if they needed to do some killing, that they would do it properly. But without that, then yeah, I, I mean... I don't think they, he did a good job with that. They didn't yeah, seem like they worked it, together very well. Eventually, and, at the end, they did. Yeah, not not at the beginning or the <laughs> middle. But I mean, at the end, once they bonded over those drinks and the little rat got a free beverage. That's then, true. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like then, yeah, then they started a bonding, you know? All right. All right. All right. Then let me Drop. raise the stakes a little bit. Are you all ready right. for this one, Eric? All right. What you're, you you're on a hot streak, but I think your streak's about to come to the end. What we got? All right. So the whole point of this mission is to remove sensitive information. Mm-hmm. But... They don't kill the people at the end. I mean, I'm sure Amanda Waller was planning on killing them, but the fact that they all lived through the end of this with that super sensitive information, knowing that America was involved, seems like a pretty big plot hole. Interesting why she didn't kill the remainder of the Suicide Squad. Is that what is your, your plot yeah, hole? Yeah, because like, remember, remember as they were walking away, she's like, hey, you can't come back. You can't leave. You got to come back here. And then she made a big deal about not wanting to kill them. Yeah, but, but then she like, should have for sure wanted to kill all of them because they all were aware of the United States doing space experiments and supporting a space rapist. Well, uh, you're saying at that specific scene, why she didn't kill them there? Well, they were already saying, going back. Yeah. So like yeah. If, I, if I was her, I'd be like, all right, peace, guys. And then just kill them all. Oh, uh, see, maybe that's what she was going to do. But I think she just had to play the part since, I mean, all these people were watching her, her rest of her team, and they didn't know how how bad she can be, you know? I feel like she wanted to be like, okay, well, you all saw I gave him, I gave him some, some leeway, but they chose to to break my rules, and then I'll pop their heads off. But instead, her crew revolted and tried to pop her head off. I think, bam, plot hole averted, David. Hey, I got. Hey, it makes I, sense. Not really, considering she was just she was just trying to prove how tough she was earlier when she's like, I'll send a little girl to to prison, to adult prison, where she'll probably die. No problem. I got to prepare for my golf with the senators, and now it's, oh no. Don't take another step. I don't want to hurt you guys. Well, then I think she also realized, I mean, now the rest of her, like, crew saw, like, the giant starfish come out, right? So, yeah, I mean, she would, have to, them, she would have to kill them, too. So, like, at this point, she's got to, like, cover things up. She's in cover-up mode. And if she kills the suicide squad, suicide squad just like that, then people will be like, whoa, you just killed these people? They just did your mission. You, you like, broke the rules. What gives? Well, her team didn't know about the about the Americans' involvement. They just, because remember, they had the, they were blocked. So they didn't know. They just knew that they, they completed the mission and destroyed the piece of hardware. They didn't know, like, what they found. I see. So what you're, I still say that she had to play the part. Bam. Four for four, David. Four for four. <laughs> Take a lot of liberties with this. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> All right. This isn't so much a plot hole, just I thought it was really, really dumb that your main villain was a space starfish who had their ability to take over your body with a starfish. But if you wear a mask or put your hand in front of your face, <laughs> you're completely fine. That's the, the whole extent. It has one shot at you, and that one shot can be stopped by putting your hand gingerly in front of your face. I thought that was pretty stupid, Space Starfish. I don't know what kind of stuff you're doing in space, but around Earth, you got you to gotta step up your game a little bit more. Yeah, like, why didn't the Starfish actually, like, you know, come back up after they, like, fell to the ground, you know? Because they just, like, fell from, like, the Starfish's butthole and just, like... <laughs> Let try to land on people's faces, but yeah, I actually might give this one to you, David, because the the little pee on starfish made no sense as far as why, why why was it just like a one and done little thing? That seems like a waste of resources on that starfish behalf. Yeah. You know? And I feel like he should have shot out more starfish. It seemed like he didn't shoot out nearly as many uh, space starfish. Like, why did he? He got every person, all the soldiers, but he just gave up after the Suicide Squad was it? All right, guys, you guys survived by putting your hands in front of your face. There's nothing I can do. Time to walk away. <laughs> we had a good run, guys. Starfish, oh, so cool. And with that, be, yeah. With that being said, well, takeaways. Are we doing takeaways? I thought we were going to just rate it at this point. Well, yeah, takeaways slash rating. All right. So with that being oh, wait, said, let's wait, before before we do. I like to tell you, this movie currently has a seven point five rating. I know you guys have been waiting gingerly to figure out how close Eric was. <laughs> yeah, that was 7. close. Seven point five. What a throw. That's it. Eight point seven. All right. Not bad. All right. So, Eric. So let us go into the uh, takeaway slash uh, actual review section. What did you think about this movie, David? Uh, I thought the movie was pretty stupid, but it was funny. It knew what it was and it was supposed to do, and it did its job. It was zany. It was weird. It was hilarious. And I don't know if you noticed this, but I really liked how the general, the evil general, his driver was like frantically driving away from the exploding building. Then he stopped like five feet from the rubble. And I thought that was a real power move. And just shout out to him. There's a lot of like little things like that I, that I enjoyed. I like Milton's whole thing. Uh, the writing was pretty good. And it just its job was to entertain you, and that's what it did. Didn't try to do anything else. Didn't try to get deep. Uh, so I'd give it a 7.2. 7.2. bad, not bad. So overall, I think it was a well thought out sequel i mean this movie really lets like the unknown characters shine like i'm sure a lot of people didn't go into this knowing who the hell like Bloodsport was or Ratcatcher 2 or any of these people and i think that's like thanks to james gunn i mean he, he gets these like zany quirky characters and he puts them on the screen and he makes you like care about them like i know i was bummed when a lot of the suicide squad team a a bunch of them died because i wanted to see more of them and i feel like it was just overall a better flow for the movie than the previous David Ayer movie, and, and you know, overall, I just I, I enjoyed it. Wow! And, and who Powerful doesn't statements. who doesn't like Weasel running off at the end there, doing that weird Weasel run <laughs> that he does? <laughs> a little waddly, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. like a waddly run. Come on, you look at that, and like even at the end, like after the entire movie's said and done, it's like you you can laugh at like a whimsical Weasel creature just running off on the beach, you know. <laughs> so. And how awesome was it that they took out the wrong camp? Yeah. And Har- they went to go save Harley Quinn, and she already killed everyone inside. Yeah, it's like <laughs> these little jokes that's still on the darker side, because I know that's what the DCEU is trying to do. I mean, they still want to be serious movies, but what James Gunn brought to the table, it brought that silliness, but, like, it brought light to darker tones, and I I appreciate that. I think it made it a better movie for it, uh, which is why I'm giving this movie a solid 8.1, David, 8.1. 8.1, wow. I, li- I liked it. I enjoyed the characters. Thought they were good. 
I'm really sad Nathan Fillion didn't get more more of a chance to shine. Also really sad that Javelin didn't get to throw his Javelin. Like, that's literally his name. He should have been able to throw the Javelin. <laughs> you got one job, Javelin. Um, also, we'd like to reiterate, once again, Pete Davidson died. Good job. <laughs> and that was that was also the best part. Yeah, you know, Pete Davidson not, not being there. Although they gave him too many too many lines in the movie, I feel. They made him a dick for no reason, though, which is a good good way to show that we don't like him right away. What are you talking about? They just said, hey, Pete, just be yourself. And that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> like, what's my character? Just make a name up. Doesn't matter, man. Uh, so overall, good movie. And yeah, hopefully they make another one. At least I'm intrigued if they make another one. I would definitely watch it with James Gunn or Shames Gunn on the helm. So <laughs> shout out to Shames Gunn. Right. Shout, out, shout out to anybody named Shames Gunn. Tweet us, James Gunn, at Slurpin' Shirt. We want to get to know you. So our next movie is going to be... Drumroll, please. We will be watching... Weekend at Did that need a noise? You know what? I feel like it did. I feel like we did. I feel like we lost a lot of production value by not doing that. We did. And bam. There it is. Weekend at Bernie's. So we'll be back in another two weeks here. Um, and we'll talk about Weekend at Bernie's. So, uh, tune in next time, guys. Uh, and don't forget to hit us up on Twitter at Slurp and Chirp. If you guys want something to say, if you guys want to just tell us what we should be drinking, because obviously we'll just be drinking random stuff if, until you guys let us know what you want us to drink. So, uh, hit us up on Twitter at Slurp and Chirp. All right. You guys keep on slurping and we'll keep on chirping. Love you guys. Not all of you, but like 80%, 80% of you guys. Good night, everybody. Goodbye, guys. (laughs)